Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Welcome. Welcome, everybody, to New Covenant Worship Center. We are back, amen, for our 10 a.m. worship service. We are grateful and excited, amen, for what God is doing in this place. We thank God that we are concluding the celebration of this month of May for our 12-year church anniversary. I'm telling you, God has graced us. He's blessed us that we have been able to see 12 years of ministry, amen. So we're just thankful for what God is doing in New Covenant Worship Center. We say thank you to everybody that's a part of the ministry that has continued to support, continue to love, continue to pray for us, continue to give, that this ministry can continue to be a success. I'm telling you, we do not take it lightly, and we are grateful and honored for each and every one of you all who has continued to remain faithful and committed to the work of the kingdom. So listen, give yourselves a hand, praise, amen, for God blessing us and keeping us for 12 years in ministry. Thank you all. Those of you all who are tuned in on Facebook and YouTube, begin to share this, share this. Listen, let somebody know that we are on the air this morning and we're just expecting God to move in a mighty way. Listen, I know we prayed and we had corporate prayer, but we're yet going to open up this morning and just begin to pray real quick. And then we're going to have the sound. They're going to come up and bless us with the, uh, the work, praise and worship and allow the presence to saturate this place. So come on, Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word today. We thank you, Lord, for your anointing, Father God. We thank you for your grace, for your love, and for your compassion, God. We thank you, Lord, for your another opportunity, God, to come into your presence, Father. We welcome you in this place today, God. We welcome your power, your authority, your anointing, God, that yokes will be destroyed, burdens will be lifted on today, Father God. And we ask that you would just have free reign in this place on today, God. That, Lord, we welcome the power and the presence of your Holy Spirit, God, that you will begin to touch, you will begin to heal, you will deliver on today, Father God. Lord, we come with expectancy in our hearts on today, God, as we begin to saturate this atmosphere with praise and worship, God, as prayers go forth, Father God, as the word goes forth on today, God, we expect your prophetic anointing to flow in this place, God. We expect healing and deliverance to manifest on today, God, that, Lord, you're going to strengthen, you're going to build up today, you're going to uplift on today, Father God, for those who are in a place of distress, those who are in a place of depression, God, we ask that they will begin to put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness on today, God. And we release the joy of the Lord to be our strength on today, God. We release the peace of God for those who are in a place of confusion and torment on today, God. That, Lord, you are our portion on today, God. And you are concerned about the things that are in our life on today, God. And we just welcome you, Father, to have your way on today, God. Anoint the psalmist today. Anoint the musicians today, God. As the sound goes forth today, God. As the word goes forth on today, God. We ask you to manifest your presence in this building, God. And Lord, we're coming, God, to bless your name, Father God. We're coming, God, to magnify your name on today, God. Can I get some people that really love Jesus to make some noise for him this morning? I need you to begin to open up your mouth. Those of you all who are watching online, I need you to open up your mouth and give God some praise. God has been too good to us. He's kept us. He's watched over us. He's been faithful to us in the midst of a pandemic over this year and a half. We love God. We praise God. Lord, we just say thank you this morning. Can somebody just tell God thank you today? Thank you, Jesus. And God, we welcome your presence, God. Come on, as the sound comes, we're going to saturate this atmosphere. I don't know about you, but I need you to be free in worship this morning. I need you to be free to praise this morning. I don't want you to hold on to any restrictions, no limitations. Just allow the Holy Spirit to flow through you. 
just be free to lift up and bless his name today, God. Break off the shackles on today, Father God, and have your way. Loose your praise in this place on today, Holy Spirit. Have your way right now in the name of Jesus. Come on as the sound comes.
in way. Hallelujah, Jesus. Worship and adore you, Jesus. King of kings and Lord of lords. You lift your name high above the heavens. Because you're worthy of my praise.
they showing out. Come on, give the Lord a hand, praise. I'm telling you, the presence of the Lord is here. The power of his anointing is here. I encourage you, don't leave out of this presence the same way you came in. I'm telling you, something was released in the spirit realm. As they were releasing the words of the song, as the sound of the keys, the sound of the guitar, the sound of the percussion, the sound of the congo, something was being released. And I believe it disrupted the plan of the enemy. Oh my God. And I decree it. The plan of the enemy has been disrupted. That weapon that trying to form, it shall not prosper. And God, we love you this morning. My God. Listen, we're going to try to move forward. Amen. And I'm telling you, we just give God praise. We thank God for the sound. We thank God the awesome praise and worship that they brought forth this morning. Amen. Amen. We're going to move forward. Amen. We're going to prepare. Amen. And so this morning. On this fifth Sunday, May 30th,
How many know giving is a blessing? Listen, I want to share 
uh, just some things that um, God began to minister to myself and my wife on yesterday um, as we uh, went to the homegoing celebration of our second pastor that we set up under, well, the second pastor that I set up under, um, and that was a great leader in my life, and really, um, we both set up, I mean, you set under more than two pastors, I mean, as far as leadership. I tell y'all, can y'all please lay hands on her? Amen. She needs deliverance. Anyway, listen. <laughs> you were saved longer than I was, so I was. So return. Amen. I'm trying to just help you. Amen. My God, listen, back to the story, okay? Yesterday, we had an uh, opportunity to uh, celebrate the home going of Apostle John Miles. Um, this man of God was very integral in our life, and we were a part of his ministry uh, from around, say, about 1999 to about 2003. Um, and the things that we experienced, the things that were imparted in us are truly priceless. Um, and I'm grateful for what God allowed us to be able to experience in the time that we were in that ministry. This man was a prayer warrior. He taught spiritual warfare. Uh, he taught his main message, and I mean, he taught about the heart and having your heart right. That was the thing that he talked about all the time. Um, and we learned the value of prayer. We learned the value of praying the word, uh, understanding and teaching the word of God, teaching the scriptures. And we learned so many things that were foundational that prepared us to even start our own ministry. Um, we took care of the financial part of the ministry as far as uh, being treasurers and taking care of the books and maintaining those things we pastor these was praise and worship we did sunday school we did bible study we cleaned up the church i mean it was so many various things that we experienced and as we were reflecting and i was just we were reflecting and looking at because everybody had the same sentiment to say about him this man would pray for two and three hours straight in the spirit in tongues every day he has performed miracles that we didn't see when we were part of the ministry, but he's prayed for people and limbs have grown, hair grew. I'm talking about visual experience testimonies. Um, he, he came out of Moore Sorello, came out of John Eckhart. He ran with Tom Bynum when Tom Bynum was in his prime and, and, and that particular prophetic movement began to rise up. And he was just an awesome man of God. And we were talking and just sharing and and I said, and we were really, I said, a lot of what he did and a lot of what he was doing, uh, it's in me. And it, I begin to see those things. When people sometimes, they don't understand how hard I go, how passionate I am about ministry. I've seen this man come in and clean up and get ready to preach the word, do various things. He prepared food and dinner. He, was, he cooked a lot. I mean, I laid carpet with this man. He was a carpenter. And so it was so many different attributes. And I learned 
what it meant to be able to build ministry and build a church from just having a small group of people. And sometimes some of us have never experienced that because we've always walked into a ministry that was already established. And sometimes you don't know the sacrifice that it takes as leaders when you have to lock up. You got to be the last one there, the first one there. That's what Bishop Jones had said last week. When I went over to Bishop Jones maybe some months ago and I went to his Bible study, there were a few people there, but he was the last one to leave, have to lock up. He's been ministering and pastoring for over 30 years. Because that's just the heart of it. It's not to, to, to downgrade anybody or, ne or negate anybody of what their particular sacrifice is. But we know what it means to be committed to the work of ministry. And people run out the doors quickly and they do what they do and they do what they do and that's fine. But somebody's got to be willing to make the extra sacrifice. When somebody doesn't show up, when somebody misses out or somebody has a different thing they have to take care of or a different responsibility, somebody's got to pick up that slack. And I'm telling you, I, I appreciate what he imparted in us. And just to hear the people saying the same thing about him, how he was in warfare, how he cast out demons and different things of that nature. And he had this saying, give him praise and glory. He would always say that, give him praise and glory. And that was one of the things that we, you know, we joked around about and we talked about on yesterday. And he would, I give you praise. I give you praise. And that was just one of his signature sayings that, that was lasting. And then to see his children who were small children. They have seven kids. And when we were there, four of them were a part of the ministry, the younger four. And to see them now, adults, one of his sons has a 17-year-old. I was like, man, your, your son, is a, your, I mean, your daughter is the same age as my youngest. And it was just amazing to see them grow. One of the sons is a prophet. He actually did the eulogy. So it was just amazing to see legacy and operation. Just to see the passing of the baton and how many people were impacted. There were a lot of different people who have started ministries that were a part of his church. Who have gone forward in things of the Lord. So I'm just sharing it today just to give you a, a little bit of backdrop of some of the things that were deposited in me and who had an impact in my life. Brother John had called me one day this week and he was sharing. He said, you know what? You surround yourself with some good people. I said, it's not easy. I said, but I thank God that God will give me wisdom because my circle is not large. I don't fellowship with a lot of people. I don't have a lot of people in the 12 years that we've been here that have come across this pulpit from the outside to minister. But I'm grateful for the relationships that I do have, that they are solid people and people that are truly in love with God. And so I appreciate that and I thank God for the people that have had an impact in my life. I don't take it lightly. And sometimes you just got to reflect and thank God. God, I thank you for the ones that poured into me throughout my journey, throughout my walk. Because whatever ministry you are under, you gain something. You, you, something was deposited in you. You cannot neglect the fact that whatever ministry you were a part of, that pastor, that leadership, that church culture, it played a part in shaping you. Something was deposited. Now, regardless of how you may have them, regardless of how you may view them, how you look at them, you gain something from that. And I cannot deny the things that I gained under the leadership of Apostle John Miles and just seeing his legacy celebrated on yesterday. It was absolutely beautiful and phenomenal. So I thank God for that man of God and what he imparted into our life and uh, just being a part of the journey. Amen. 
Listen, we have this is the last Sunday and we have concluded our 12th year church anniversary celebration. And I want to say thank you to everybody that volunteered, that served to help accommodate our guests um, that came in throughout the month. I appreciate your service, your time, everything was excellent and everything was beautiful. And I also want to thank you all for 12 years of being committed to this ministry and doing the things to make this ministry a success. Some of you all may not know, but people really admire this ministry. People really glean from the things that we do. I appreciate Prophet Ora Holloway when she reached out to me and asked, well, how did you do your gas giveaway? And she stepped out on faith and they did a gas giveaway on yesterday. Oh, Minister Suzette, did you have an opportunity to participate? Minister Suzette, she had an opportunity to participate. But just to hear another ministry, and I said, you start where you're at. And they were able to bless 38 people with free gas. And I'm telling you, that's what's encouraging. You can be a trailblazer to start new trends and to encourage people to go forward and do the work of the ministry. This is about the kingdom of God. And so if 38 people were blessed, that is a great thing. And I thank God. And I appreciate her for even acknowledging and just being uh, uh, to say, okay, you know what? Thank you, Apostle, for sharing the information. Because it's, we, we, we went through the, the challenges or the, the trial and error from when we first did it. And we learned and we grew and we got a system and it worked. So I thank God for all the things that we have accomplished over the 12 years. I'm saying all that to say because I want to make an announcement. Remember back in 2019, um, Sister Denise came in here from the Herald News and she did a story on us concerning the ministry and how we had been such a blessing to the community and, and our outreach. And we were just in the midst of celebrating 2019, which was a year we took off from outreach. 2019, our vision was, it's all about us. And we did everything concerning the church people and we did our cruise. We did the children's zoo trip. Uh, I mean, it was just all about us. We did the Cannes Awards in 2019. And so it was just an amazing year. But previous to that, in 2018, we had made note because we had celebrated our 10th year anniversary. Uh, I believe, yeah, that was in 20, 2018, 2019, 20, 20, 20. No. <laughs> the numbers get mixed up. But anyway, in 2018, we made note that we had did 10 years of outreach, seven years of outreach. And we had given away over $72,000 to the community in a seven year time frame from 2011 to 2018. So now today, I want to share that in 2020, in the year that we were in the midst of a pandemic, that God blessed us to give away $3,360 worth of gas, we gave away $600 in operation off to Walmart gift cards, $50 Walmart gift cards, just random people. Our Secret Santa Christmas giveaway, we gave away $2,000. We blessed 10 families, I mean 20 families with a $100 Walmart gift card. We had First Sunday, which was cut because the pandemic hit and then Boston Market closed, but we did have an opportunity to bless three families with $150 in that giveaway. 
And then we gave away $5,000 in scholarships. Ten people received a $500 scholarship. So in the year of 2020, during a pandemic, we gave away $12,210 in outreach in the year of 2020. An even greater accomplishment to the glory of God. All of this is to the glory of God. All of this is to the glory of God. That now, because we took a year off, and we are 10 years old, but we've only been doing outreach for 10 years. We're 12 years old, but we've only been doing outreach for 10 years. Guess how much we've given away? Over 10 years, God has blessed New Covenant Worship Center to give away $86,460. You all need to stand on your feet and do better than that. Because that is a blessing to the power of God, to the glory of God. If you look around this ministry, we're not a ministry of five, 600 members. We don't even have, I'm talking about, we got givers, faithful people that give on a weekly basis in between 30 to 40 people. We have a ministry of about 250 members. We don't see 250 people on a weekly basis. But I'm telling you, when you give with the right heart, when you sow and you give to bless God, to glorify Him, He will open up those doors. And I cannot wait till we break the $100,000 mark of giving away an outreach because we're well on our way to be in a position to give away over $100,000 into the community in various outreaches. That's gas giveaways, coat drives, turkey giveaways, Christmas book bag giveaways. I mean, we have done so many different things. Operation on laundromat takeovers. I'm telling you, it's been absolutely amazing. It's been a great journey. So I'm, I'm sharing this with you all to encourage you all. As you see it on the screen, $86,460 in 10 years to give away. I'm telling you, that is a great accomplishment. And only by the grace of God in your faithful giving. Faithful giving. Nobody has sponsored any events. Only thing that we have received in certain areas is for our scholarships. When that brother has given, he sold in to jumpstart us. Those over a thousand dollars seed that were sold to help us do scholarships. And I'm grateful for Brother Wesley that sold and gave those particular things to get us in that position. So I just wanted to share that with you all this morning. And I thank God for you all continuing to move this ministry forward. And we're going to continue to do great things for the glory of God and for the work of the kingdom. So stay tuned. Now, that particular total is up to right now till May 2021. I did not mention that. That's the total up until May 2021 because we have given away $250 in uh, Walmart cards and $2,000 to our seniors in this first quarter to honor seniors. So I'm telling you, we are grateful for what God has done and what he is doing. So listen, are y'all ready for the word? Hey, y'all can do better than that. You ready for the word? I'm excited, amen, and thankful, amen, for what God is doing. Listen, um, I, I thank God for all my children, regardless of how, how much those two older ones give me the flux. 
I thank God for my children because things could even be a lot worse. But I thank God for my children. And I thank God that they know the Lord. Um, we put a foundation of the word in them. Now it's up to them to make their own choices and their own decisions. And they have to work out their own soul salvation with fear and trembling. When they come to their certain age to work out their faith. But I thank God that our 17-year-old, we still have his listening ear sometimes. And that he listens and obeys and, and follows the instructions that we try to put in place for him. But this guy is, uh, I mean, the favor of God that's on his life, sometimes just, just, it just blows me. Because he just has preferential treatment in so many areas and so many things have opened up for him. Um, because of his heart, because of the way he carries himself. And I'm just grateful that God is grooming him and, and maturing him, um, that he has a desire to even study the word and, 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 and have a desire to uh, be a man of God. And, and we call him a young prophet. And I pray that God will bring everything concerning that particular title to manifestation that God will release a prophetic mantle upon his life that he will see in the spirit he will hear in the spirit he'll discern in the spirit and that he will walk in that anointing we got to speak those things that are concerning the kingdom over our children I know you want them to be a football star a, a musical um, uh, you know musical you know uh, wonder genius you want them to be scientists and doctors and lawyers, but we got to proclaim the things for the work of the kingdom yeah. over our children yeah. because we're going to need a next generation of teachers, evangelists, and prophets, and elders, and bishops, and, and musicians, and psalmists, and ushers, and uh, you know deacons, and all those various things. We need those our children and young people to have a desire that when they become adults to continue on in the faith. Amen? Amen. So I thank God for Joshua. I told him last week, I said, uh, I sent him a text and he was, I said, Josh, you preaching next Sunday? And he just said, okay. And then I told him, I told his, his mother and she was like, what? You ain't told me nothing. I said, well, I told you just now. And so, you know, she has to give me all these rebuttals and she got to go through all these various things. But I'm grateful that by the end of the week, she said she could do it. I said, okay. I want to put them on. She worked overtime this week and just worked hard this week. And so I thank God for her sacrifice. Amen. But I'm going to bring up this young man, the young prophet, as he comes to bring the word. Can we stand to our feet, amen, just to honor the young man? Hey, y'all, welcome to the pulpit, Brother Joshua Jones, a.k.a. Broad Shoulders, capital letter T. Come on, Josh, preach the word. Good morning, New Covenant. Good morning. Uh, you all may be seated. So today I'm gonna be talking about why you should never give up. And first, I'm gonna start off uh, with a scripture, 1 Corinthians 9, verse 24 through 27. And it says, Do you not know that in the race of all the runners, their very best, the runners run their very best to win, but only one received the prize? 
Run your race in such a way that you may seize the prize and make it yours. Not every athlete who goes into training and competes in the game is disciplined and exercises self-control in all things. They do it to win a crown that withers, but we do it to receive an imperishable crown that cannot wither. Therefore, I do not run with a definite goal. I do not flail around like one beating the air just a shadow boxing, but like a boxer. I strictly discipline my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached the gospel to others, I myself will not somehow be disqualified as unfit for service. And this relates to why you should never give up because um, we're all running to make it into the kingdom of heaven and uh, for that crown that will not wither and at that ending so we don't become unfit for service. If you give up, if every time there's an obstacle or there's adversity and you say, oh, forget about it, I'm just tracking, uh, you give up, then you won't be able to be used by God. You won't be making it into the kingdom of heaven. Come on. Come on. Then another reason I got or why you should never give up is because God is probably testing you for something bigger and greater. And God wants you to show your love to him and uh, your loyalty because God is a, he's a jealous God. So I'm going to talk about Job. First, Job was a wise man, a wealthy man. Let me go. Job first. Starts here. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was blameless and upright, and one who feared God with reverence and abstained from and turned away from evil because he honored God. He had seven sons, three daughters who were born to him. He also possessed 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke pairs of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and a very great number of servants. So this man was the greatest and wealthiest and most respected of all the men in the east and northern area. So this is obviously very wealthy man. He fear, fears God and everything is well with him until uh, go to Job first, 8 and 12. The devil comes to the Lord says to Satan, have you considered and reflected on my servant Job? For there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God with reverence and abstains from abstains from and turns away from evil because he honors God. Then Satan answered the Lord, does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not put a hedge of protection around him and his house and all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands and conferred prosperity and happiness upon him, and his possessions have increased in the land. But put forth your hand now and touch, destroy all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. Then the Lord said to Satan, Behold, that Job is in his power, and only do not put your hand on the man himself. So Satan departed from the presence of the Lord. So now the devil, he's allowed to test Job. And this is an example of God testing. He wants to see how loyal you are to him. So the devil, he starts by taking everything he has, his livestock, his servants, his house, and his children. But the way Job responds in Job 1, verses 20 and 22, he says, scroll to it. says, then Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head and turning for the children. And he fell to the ground and worshiped God. He said, naked without possession, I have came into this world from my mother's room. And naked I will return there. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Through all this, Job did not sin, nor did he blame God. Yeah. So, That's good. 
this just shows that you must never give up and you must respond like Job when adversity hits and you must understand you must trust God and his power and his will and you must call on Jesus uh, when there's adversity but of course this wasn't the first this won't be the last time that he'll be tested by the devil and uh, the devil says if you take away everything and his even his health uh, that he will surely he'll blame you and he'll uh, run away from you and Job he starts getting sores on his body and his friends try to help him tell him things like the innocent do not suffer God's uh, rewards the good all the time but it's just not true because I mean even Jesus went through uh, yeah. adversity yeah. And, yeah, and he was and he was innocent of course and obviously this not help. And Job, he begins, he begins to doubt God and curse the day he was born. And after Job, after Job's friends cannot help him, God speaks to Job in Job 38, verse 2. says, who is this that darkens counsel and questions my authority and wisdom by words without knowledge? Now gird up your lines like a man and I will ask you and instruct you, me. And he's basically saying, why are you doubting me? Why are you doubting my counsel? And God shows his power and then throughout God shows his power in his creation and he tells though, I can do all things and you just have to trust me and trust his wisdom. I should never give up. And then Job, he repents for this for questioning God and uh, questioning his, rhythm, his wisdom. And after Job, after Job had repented, he blessed him. <laughs> after Job had repented, he blessed him. Yes. And uh, Job 42, <laughs> verse 12. It says, and the Lord blessed the letter days of Job more than his beginnings, for he had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, and 1,000 female donkeys. And even uh, he had seven sons and three daughters. And he, and he had gained twice as much as that he had before. Come on. And it was just because he kept believing. He listened to uh, God and he repented. And he, just, he never gave up. Yeah. So that's why. And he was blessed. Then the last reason I have and why you should never give up is because uh, your perseverance, your determination can help others in the service. Just like my dad put up $86,000 as a covenant raise. That's us helping. If we, if he would have gave up on this ministry or gave up in ministry throughout his life, yes. then he wouldn't have helped all the people he has today. Come on. If he gave up and then Matthew. Uh, 5, boys, four, 14 through 16, says, I love it. says, you are the light of Christ to the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good deeds and moral excellence and recognize and honor and glorify your Father who is in heaven. 
Mm-hmm. So that uh, we should never give up because we got to lead by example for others who are going through stuff and going through uh, adversity and help God, help them know God and uh, follow God all, all the days through their life. And that's it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Come on, we give God praise. Amen. Never give up. Joshua ministered on Job. Amen. And just sharing great scriptures, amen. Great references, amen. Awesome word, amen. Awesome job, Joshua. Proud of you, man. Good job. Listen, we're gonna close this thing out. We got this tag team Sunday. Pastor needs to get ready to come up here and bring this thing all the way home, amen. Can we stand up once again just out of the woman of God of this house, amen? My wife, my beautiful thing, amen. And God has blessed me with my good thing, amen. Come on, Pastor Benice Jones. baby son. You hear me? I always say that's my son who I am well pleased with. And I thank God um, for his obedience. He was in his room on Friday night so long and we was like, where is Joshua? And he was like, I was up there studying. I said, Jesus, how long you plan on preaching? Amen. But he ran through them scriptures fast like he do on the field. Amen. I am so grateful to God for him because it's not just about um, football with him. You know, he's just not, a, you know, a dumb jock. But I thank God for wisdom. Just as you spoke about our children having spiritual wisdom and the spiritual gifts, I thank you even for the natural wisdom that God gives him to do well in school. Come on, I'm going to shout him out. National Honor Society. What he get from his mama? All that. Amen. So anytime I gotta send that little check on the Joliet Catholic, you know I, I be hurt, but I be like, but it's it's a good seed that I'm sowing, amen. Because he is so deserving. Listen, I want to honor this young man that's a part of our ministry before I start ministering the word. Um, I am so grateful uh, for the young people that's in the house. And it's very rare that you get a teenager. And if you got a teenager at home, you know what I'm talking about. But you get a teenager that's excited to come to church. And, and they come in with joy. Um, they, they come with a smile on their face. They do their assignment. And they faithful and committed. Come on now, if you got some teenagers at home, you know this is a very, it's a rarity, amen. But I thank God for this young man. I thank God that his parents raised him right. He's respectful. He honors the position that Apostle and I are in. He comes in on rehearsal days. He comes in, you know, Sunday, good morning, Pastor Venice, and he recognized that. And I'm telling you, I believe that greater is coming for him as he moves forward. He graduated um, on this week. And um, I just want to just, you know, release blessings over him. Um, this is Brother Isaiah. Come on, Brother Isaiah! Listen, um, the praise team got together, and we just put a little something in, you know, in the bag, in the car, just to bless you as you jump in your little red rag, you know, take off, amen. You know, we put a little gas money in there. 
um, everyone who was a part of the praise team sold into your life on today. And I know you got a cash app, right? It's Isaiah Bray, B-R-A-Y. Is that it? Huh? That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Okay. Because some people wanted your cash app. So it's Isaiah Bray, B-R-A-Y. You can cash app him. But we want to encourage our youth. We want to, especially when they are doing right, we want to encourage him. So that's your goodie bag right there, Isaiah. That's for Isaiah. Amen. God bless you. Bless you real quick. Proud of you. We appreciate. I just want to say uh, a couple of when it was his graduation, he came in here and he was on his assignment uh, that Sunday, and he wanted to. Uh, he was playing, and so before he got up there, I came up and and uh, he was sharing it was his graduation. He said, "I might." He's like, "Apostle, I have to leave early uh, for graduation." I was like, "Man, I said you got to go." I said, "Go, this is your day." And he was like, "It's all good," but I think he ended up staying, uh, you know, a little maybe almost for the full service that Sunday. But I just appreciate. Um, the God in him, I appreciate what God is doing in his life. And we know there are other graduates that have graduated, amen, but we're just honoring him as being on the praise team and, and what he's, as a young person, uh, he plays the drums and then we were able to go out and buy congos and he learned and he played those. Um, and I'm telling you, he plays the snare drum in his band at school. So he's just an all around anointed guy. He makes beats, you know, he, he's, he's talented, amen. So I'm just praying blessings over your life and the next part of your journey. And that this will encourage you to let you know, you know what? We behind you. We love you. We support you and keep doing what you're doing. God bless you, man. Amen. Listen, folks, they cash at me for you. So I got to make sure I get that to you. Amen. So God is good. Um, we are. I'm, listen, I'm not going to be before you long. I really want to share this word with you, but I really want to share my testimony with you. So that you can be encouraged on this morning to not give up. We closing out this thing. Don't give up. Amen. But I'm going to open in prayer and then I'm going to get right to the word. Father, we praise and we magnify you and we glorify you this morning, God. We thank you for the preach word that has already went forth, oh God. That it yet encourages and keeps us, oh God. And that we will hold on to the word that it will not be sown on rocky soil but it will be on good soil that it will produce a harvest in our life i pray god that our ears will hear what you're saying now i come up against dull of hearing god every spirit of distraction oh god i pray that our heart is attentive to what you have for us on today god and father i thank you for these people god that you sent in this place and those who are watching oh god that they will hear you oh god and they will bring a hold to what you have for us on today. Father, we praise and we honor you and we thank you that your anointing is what destroys yoke, that causes mountains to fall and walls and giants to fall. And so God, we thank you for the anointing on today. And it's in your name, God. I, I take the back seat, God. You take the front seat and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, um, I'm going to come from a familiar scripture. It's in Daniel, the 10th chapter, starting at verse 1. And we are going to um, read 1 through 14. So we're talking about this, don't give up. And let me shout out my baby daddy real quick. I am so grateful for the man of God. Amen. And giving me, yeah, I'm going to stick by you. Okay, why you swing on swing? 
everything. I'm going to stick that out. I am so grateful um, for the man of God and who he is. Um, I thank him for the opportunity to minister the word. And I thank God um, for him being an amazing father, for him being um, such a good husband. And he's always concerned about me and I'm grateful for that. I'm, I'm so grateful. And he enjoys spending time with me, don't you? Amen. So I'm grateful. Yesterday when we were at the funeral, um, I just thought about, and, and Apostle shared, uh, you know, about Apostle John Miles, but um, I, I was able to reflect and see so many characteristics that Apostle Miles have and Apostle walks in those in those things. And I remember, and I've, I've talked about this before, but you know, we were at a, um, a pastor's conference before, and you know, I was trying to be all dignified, you know, because we around, you know, different pastors. And baby, this apostle, it was prayer time, and they were praying. And apostle went into these tongues like, and he was stumping, and I was like, if you don't, but that's exactly how Apostle John Mouse was. He didn't care if it was in the grocery store, Amen. the park, the anywhere. He would go, Amen. I mean, just go into tongues and spiritual warfare. And his children would laugh and say, um, when they would leave, they would get into mischief. And he would come in the house and say, I smell sin in the house. I'm no more shaking. And just go in. And so it was such um it was so good just to reflect on those things but i tell you this apostle here he will go and rabba, rabba, and it sound like what are those german indian i don't know what it is you, you speak in different type of languages amen um but he gleaned we we gleaned so much from him and i was so grateful and i shared this with the apostle yesterday I said, that's the type of legacy we should strive for when everyone said the same thing about him. So he was consistent in all his relationships. Everyone recognized him as a prayer warrior. He would cast out demons, perform miracles, how, you know, he was funny. He would go in, people would call him to go um, to, a you know, cast out demons in their house or in somebody. And he would go in laughing. Ha, 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 I see you, devil. I give you praise. I see you. Come out. And and people would come out and he would tell it. He took his son. His son gave the um, testimony how he went and his uh, dad told him. He said, now when we get here, you're going to cast out this spirit. He said, what? He said, when we get here, you're going to cast this spirit out of here. And his son was like, he was in there and he said, you know, the spirit didn't come out. And so his dad laughed and said, ha, ha, ha. And he said, I command you to come out. And he said, you know why you couldn't do it? He said, because your heart ain't right. He said, when your heart is messed up and your heart ain't right, you can't operate like that. I said, well, Jesus. So it was such a blessing on yesterday. And I'm telling you, you know, Apostle, I'm going to just talk to you later about this. But I, I just got so much revelation, even about the year of honor. Yes. Amen. And, you know, just some other things. So let me get to my message. Don't give up. Don't give up. He hears you. If I have to give a title, don't give up. He hears you. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about Jesus. I'm talking about the Lord of Lords. Amen. Look, it's easy for us to say don't give up, uh, you know, when everything is going well in your life. You know, all your bills paid, your children acting right for a change. You know, you and your husband getting along. It's easy to receive the word from the apostle. Don't give up. You're like, yes, apostle. Don't give up. Amen. Amen. Right. 
But when you are in pure hell and turmoil, hey, and somebody tells you don't give up, that's the last thing you want to hear. Amen. You looking for a solution, an answer, you need listen. I didn't gave up already. You saying don't give up, it's too late. I gave up already because I'm tired. Amen. You go through these cycles, and I talked about this last Sunday. You know, you go through a cycle of defeat, you know, uh, the kids acting up, and then you know, uh, you get them together, and then your husband start acting up. And then after the husband get together, you like, all right, praise your God. Then your finances start acting up. You know, you you get through with your finance and you like, praise God. And then they start acting crazy on your job. And, you know, you get through that season and then, you know, the enemy will attack your health. And so when you're in that type of warfare, it's hard to say, don't give up. Hallelujah. You feel like I've already given up. You know, uh, this thing here is too hard to manage but i want to encourage you on today a couple of weeks ago in bible study i gave um my uh dream i, I gave the interpretation of a dream i had several weeks ago and in that dream i talked about how i was standing in line and i was distracted on my phone okay catch this some of y'all heard it but i wanted you everybody to catch this I was in line and I was distracted by something on my phone and I didn't see that the line had progressed. And so the man behind me got very angry and he wanted to fight. He said words to entice me to fight. And so I turned around like, okay, you know, cause I'm from Inglewood. I ain't scared of you because you a man. So I rolled up my sleeves ready to fight this man, right? So the man got all positioned. He got like in a costume with these archo grouch, um, you know, glasses with a phony mustache. He put on big gloves. He got ready to fight, right? And so I'm like, okay, come on, put them up. Let's go. And when I got into the stands to fight physically, the man starts speaking in tongues. And so I was like, oh, okay. So I went, ropo, shake it, about shit. And I mean, we going back and forth with these tongues, back and forth, me and him. And eventually the man start getting weak and he starts to fall. And so when I see him falling, I'm like, fall, 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 rabashek. And I'm speaking in tongues. And so everybody around me probably like, yeah, okay, dang. And I felt so victorious, amen. But that thing revealed to me that this fight that we are in is not a physical fight. Amen. Amen. This is spiritual warfare and this is a spiritual battle. You don't know what's going on in the heavenlies that's warring against you and you getting to your next position and your next destination. Amen. So it's important that you have a fight in the spirit. The physical fight will wear you out every time. If you try to apply physical things to fix your children, to fix your job, to fix your finances, you will lose every time and you will wear out. But if you tap into the Holy Ghost and you get into that spiritual warfare and you begin to decree and declare some things to change, that's when you will feel victorious and you will feel the victory. I don't care how it looks in the natural, but when you know that you've worn and fought in the spirit, glory to God, you know that you can trust what God says and you can trust his word. Hallelujah. So this fight is not in the physical. Let me get to my scripture. And I'm going to testify and I'm going to take my seat. 11.23. Come on, Daniel the 10th chapter. 
And I'm reading from the NLT version. And it says, in the third year of the reign of King Cyrus of Persia, Daniel, also known as Belshazzar, had another vision. He understood the vision concerning concerned events certain to happen in the future, times of war and great hardship. When this vision came to me, I, Daniel, had been in mourning for three whole weeks. All that time I had eaten no rich food, no meat or wine crossed my lips, and listen, and I used no fragrant lotions until those three weeks had passed. You better than me, Daniel, here, because I need a little Vaseline on these ankles. Come on. On April 23rd, as I was standing on the bank of the great Tigris River, I looked up and saw a man dressed in linen clothing with a belt of pure gold around his waist. His body looked like precious gem. His face flashed like lightning. His eyes flamed like torches. His arms and feet shone like polished bronze. And his voice roared like a vast multitude of people. In verse 7, he said, only I, Daniel, saw this vision. The men with me saw nothing. But they were suddenly terrified and ran to hide. To hide. So I was left three there all alone to see this amazing vision. My strength left me. My face grew deathly pale and I felt very weak. Then I heard the man speak. And when I heard the sound of his voice, I fainted. And I lay there with my face to the ground. In verse 10, he says, just then a hand touched me and lifted me up, still trembling to my hands and knees. And the man said to me, Daniel, you are very precious to God. So listen carefully to what I have to say to you. Stand up, for I have sent you, I have been sent to you. When he said this to me, I stood up, still trembling. In verse 12, it says, then he said, don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray, I'm almost shocked. For understanding and to humble yourselves before your God, your request has been heard in heaven. I have come in answer to your prayer. But for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Then Michael, one of uh, the archangels, came to help me, and I left him there with the spirited prince of kingdom of Persia. And now I am here to explain what will happen to your people in the future. For this vision concerns time yet to come. Jesus. Listen, if you read in verse 9, you'll know that Daniel had been praying and he's been praying for his people, the Jews. They had been in captivity with the Babylonians and they had been in captivity for 70 years. So here they are being released. But Daniel had the burden of the people because he realized that the people had gotten off course and had disconnected from God. So Daniel went into prayer to pray that the people's sins be forgiven and that they get right with God again. Amen. So they were at the point where they started rebuilding the temple because they trying to get back right with God. But they stopped building the temple. So here we have in verse 10, well, starting in chapter 10, Daniel is laying out in prayer 
for three weeks, 21 days, praying and interceding for the sins of his people. Y'all ain't hearing me. Um, he didn't get a release. He didn't move off his post, but he stayed committed to prayer. Not only did he pray, but he backed that thing up with fasting too. Hallelujah. He even went a little deeper and said, the things that I enjoy, the lotion and the fragrance and the thing that make my flesh feel good, I can't do that in that time because my people getting right with God is so much more important than me feeling and looking good. Glory to God. So here we have Daniel praying, and he's interceding, and he's believing God for the people to get right with him and get their sins out of their life and to really surrender all unto God. I don't know about anybody else, but that's something when you lay out for somebody else, glory to God. But in verse 12, I got happy. While Daniel was praying, the angel comes. And in other scripture, other version, it said Gabriel, the, 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 the angel came to encourage him and tell him when you first, the first day you prayed, I heard you and I was on my assignment and on my way to come give you the answer. He said, but something in the spirit realm held me up for three weeks and I couldn't get here. Listen, it's imperative that you not give up, that you just start praying last week and you don't see a manifestation of it. You don't know what's worn in the spirit realm against your answer. Listen, God hears you. He's concerned about you. That thing that's burning you, he said, I heard you and I got angels on assignment to fight for you. I got angels to come and give you the word to encourage and push you to get to your next level. I don't know about you, but I want some angels. I need some people to come to me when I first cry out to God and say, I heard you. I heard you, daughter. I heard you. It is done. It is done. It is so. I know the most shot. So, when the apostle teaching this message about don't give up, you can't give up because you don't understand the magnitude of what's attached to you. You don't understand the magnitude of what you're praying for. See, you're praying for little Johnny to get right, but you don't know that little Johnny's destiny is attached to Susie and Kimmy and Rashida and all their destiny. And so it's imperative that you stay on the course and not get sidetracked. Just as I said in, the, in my dream, you can't get distracted in this hour. You gotta keep believing. You gotta keep praying. You gotta keep fasting. You gotta stay connected with God. Listen, this is not the time to sit back. We're in a spiritual warfare, hallelujah. You need to ask God to give you discernment of the time that you're in. This is not the time to sit back and take the back seat concerning things. But this is the time to roll up your sleeves and say, come on, devil. Oh, for real, my daughter, But Daniel's answer was held up in the spirit realm by a demonic force that wanted to yet keep his people down. Listen, there are some enemies 
that's fighting against you. And you don't know in your consistency in prayer, in a fasted life, how the enemy is defeated because you stay on assignment. Yes, So we can't give up. We can't give up to hopelessness. We can't give up to doubt. We can't throw in the tile. We can't look at things and say it's not moving fast enough. We can't get we can't get to the place where I've been praying for this thing for 21 days and the people still crazy. We can't give up in that regard. In verse 17, I want you to drop down. Daniel is having a conversation with the angel that came to give him the word. Daniel had already said, I'm weak, I'm tired, and I've grown pale. I'm laying out in the floor. I'm so tired I can't give up. I, I can't get up. I, I, I'm weakened. But the angel encourages him in verse 17. And he says, "How this is Daniel. How can someone like me, your servant, talk to you, my Lord? My strength gone, and I can hardly breathe. In verse 18, he said, then the one who looked like a man touched me again, and I felt my strength returning. Don't be afraid, he says, for your, you are very precious ah, to God. Peace. Be encouraged and be strong. Peace be encouraged and be strong. Peace be encouraged and be strong. That's what I want to tell somebody who's ready to give up. You feeling like your hope is gone. Things are not looking like it's supposed to look. I want to tell you, peace, be encouraged, and be strong. You are very precious to God. I like it how if you read in another verse. Let me go down a little further. I'm going to finish this out. As he spoke these words to me, I suddenly felt stronger. And I said to him, please speak to me, my Lord, for you have strengthened me. Ain't nothing like when God give you a word of encouragement or he sends somebody to give you a word that you feel strengthened in that thing. He replied, do you know why I have come? Soon I must return to fight against the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. He was like, I just paused from the fight to just give you some encouragement, but I'm going back to war. Come on. And after that spirit pr prince of the kingdom of Greece will come. So it's another war that I got to fight up against because the enemy don't never stop. He don't give up. He don't get tired. So once you get over this assignment and you fight this devil, he said, guess what? It's another one that's going to rise up. So I got to continue to fight. He said, meanwhile, I will tell you what is written in the book of truth. No one helps me against these spirit princes except Michael, your spirit prince. What is he saying there? Michael, your spirit prince. He said, Michael has been assigned to this region to make sure that anything that the devil or any demonic influence that's going on, he has been assigned to break up every demonic influence. He said, so don't you worry. Bring the word. I got some backup and some people that's been assigned to you to fight on your behalf when you 
like Daniel. I, I, I felt like Daniel. I have been praying concerning my children since last year. When everything that went on with my daughter, I've just been in prayer, 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 prayer. And, and I've mentioned that, you know, it's like I, I get into prayer and I was like, God, what next? What next? What should I do? And so, you know, you, you, you throw everything at the devil. Okay, I'm going to add some fast days to it. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna print out some scripture and put that up. Okay, God, you know what? I, I one day I prayed so long till my voice left me. I got hoarse, so then I put on Cindy Trim. I said, "Girl, you take it from here. You keep praying." I almost shout. I just shout with God, and y'all know she can pray a long periodically time. Amen. And I let her play, and then I got some. Uh, I have some books um, by Stormy O'Mountain. Or Martin, how to pray for your children. And so I got those books and I started speaking those, those printed prayer that she had with the scripture. And I began to decree and declare the word over their life every day. I'm, I'm, I'm in this thing, right? I'm in the fight for my life. Hallelujah. And so I'm, I'm, I'm committed to this thing. And, you know, I have a break at 10 o'clock. And, and I go in. That's my time. Ooh, I got 15 minutes, but I'm in. Okay? I'm in regardless. Even when if I punch back in at 15, I'm still in and I'm still warm while I'm working. And I'm still praying while I'm working. Hallelujah. And I want you to know that this is not just about our children, but in whatever area or whatever thing that you're trusting God for, you got to apply pressure in that area and you got to push and you can't give up even when it don't look good and so I'm fighting and I'm praying and a few weeks back I told apostle because now my warfare has intensified and I'm really really just fighting and so I told apostle I said I don't feel like you, you standing with me in this fight like I'm praying I'm scriptures and I don't I feel like you know you chilling and he said listen the burden that God has given you is your burden you can't put that burden on me this is the burden that the Lord gave you and I said okay 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 at first I was like oh okay okay so I continued to pray and this week on Monday, it was on Monday, I'll never forget, I was in prayer. And you know if, if you've ever prayed to God, and I mean, I was in deep intercession. I was in deep prayer. And, and I mean, I didn't care about the time. I just went in, and I mean, I travailed. And I'm not trying to boast myself, but I, I, I'm going somewhere. And I was travailing, and I was crying out to God. And I was like, God, I know you're able. You can do it. You can do it. And I was screaming, and I was decreeing and declaring things. And then I think my son Jonas was home, so I went upstairs. And I just began to war and just lose the word on the second floor. And I walked in their rooms, and I just began to pray. And then he was laying in the bed, and you know that spirit. He got all dignified and covered up. Like, oh, God, here she come. And I laid on him, and I just, I don't I just began to pray. And I began to decree the word of God over his life. And I said, Jesus. So, you know, and I, I said this last week, you know, when you get in prayer, 
You know, that's when you find your strength, you find your hope, encouragement. You're like, yes, okay, God. I kept that off for me. Thank you, Jesus. So on Wednesday, and I'm, I'm getting to the point. On Wednesday, I was talking to my mom. And she asked me, she said, hey, how my grandchildren's doing? You know, because she know I always come with something. And I said, you know what, mama? They, they selves, you know, I'm going to keep praying and keep believing God. She's like, that's what you got to do. I said, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep praying and believing the word of God over their life. And they all right. They're going to be all right. You all, that was early that morning, about 10. At 12 noon, I got an inbox on my um, phone. Can you pass me my phone? Because I, I just want to read this. This young lady inboxed me. I haven't talked to her. Apostle sees her from time to time, um, you know, while he's working out on his route because they live in that area. But she gave a word to Apostle and I about, you know, the ministry and where she see guys going, you know, see us going as far as the ministry and different things like that. And we received the word with gladness, like, thank you. You know, you in the spirit. We hadn't talked to her. Um, she doesn't know, you know, our information is just hiding back. Amen. So as she was giving the word to us, at the end of it, he says, Past, she said, Pastor Denise, the Lord says to remind you directly that he has his hand on you, daughter. And so I responded, amen, thank you. She went on in and said, he is well, she said, it is well, and it's not going to come out the way you expected, but he will move. She said, weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. So I was like, okay, amen, thank you. You know, that's all I said is amen with some exclamation marks. But this is what messed me up. She said, I see you crying in great pain and intercession for your children. Your job will shift, your marriage and your ministry. She said, all I can say is your prayers have moved God and the scent of your worship has provoked him. And he is pleased, get ready. She said, no longer worry about praying about it. She said, God said he got it.
encouraged me. But she went on to tell me. She said, you know what? She said, uh-uh. Don't you worry about that assignment. I'm going to continue that assignment in intercession prayer. I'm going to pray and war on your behalf. When you are in a place where you're praying, God will send you some backup. When you, when you get tired and ready to give up, he said, uh-uh. I'm going to send that prayer. Uh-uh. Wait, Michael, it's a fight. I'm going to send Gravy out help you out. You fight, you go send the work. God will do it for you when you get tired. He will send somebody to help you lift your hands. So you won't give up. I want to encourage you on this morning. Listen, I felt like Daniel. I said, God, you, 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 you concerned about little me that much. You concerned a little about my household. He said, look, I don't have time for you to be distracted about them two rebellious children. He said, I'm going to deal with them. I need you to move on. There's other things to be prayed about. I need you to shift your focus. This is about intercession. He said, that's covered. When I received the word, I immediately felt the burden lift. I told Apostle, I said, you know, it's a routine for me. I got scriptures and everything that I have to speak. And I felt God release that burden and say, it's well. I couldn't even pray the same for him. I just said, God, I thank you. When God gives you the release to move forward, he said, look, there's another prince of Greece that you're going to have to fight. There's another fight, and I don't need you to get wore out in this fight. He said, there's another fight, and I need you to stand strong because I need you to intercede. See, I got somebody else's child that's going through, and I need you to intercede on their behalf. Somebody going through health challenges. I need you to intercede on their behalf. Somebody seeing the difference in their marriage. I need you to intercede on their behalf. You can't get caught up in the fight. You can't. And so I was so encouraged. I was so blessed that I wanted to share my testimony. So, you know, I was being rebellious. I was like, why do you want me to preach? just preached last Sunday at a visiting church. And he wanted me to preach again. God, what am I going to preach about? I don't know. He said, I need you to release the word to encourage the saints that you can't give up. He said, I got an angel that's assigned to intercede and fight on your behalf. You need to command those angels to come and rescue you. To come in and fight for you. Don't sit back and say it's too much. It's overwhelming. I can't take it. It's a lot. He said, I'm sending you help. Accept the help and move forward. Hallelujah. Come on, Apostle. commitment to 
standing in the midst of challenges and adversity. You know, I pray that this, you know, we get up here Sunday after Sunday and you don't know the hell we went through all through Monday through Saturday. And I don't believe we slight anybody from encouraging them, from help lifting them up, from trying to be a support and trying to be there for you all in the midst of all of our challenges. I don't believe we negated any responsibility along the way because that's just the tip of the iceberg of what we can share. But it's, 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 it's real. It's serious. It's real serious warfare. And if you pay attention to what I pray about, you if you're in the spirit, you know what you know what the fight is. If you listen to the prayers, you know what the Holy Spirit is ministering. You know what to pray for. You know what to intercede for. Because I need you to understand how serious this is. Because you need to understand that it's at my house. It's a fight at your house too. It may not be the same fight, but we all in a fight. And you got to understand as we share our testimonies, it's to encourage you. You can't become overwhelmed and allow the fight to succumb you. That you begin to give up and you throw in the towel. And you begin to say, just forget it. I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to war. I can't do this. No. You've seen us in the trenches. Continue to stand. Continue to fight. Continue to encourage each other. Continue to help build each other up. Continue to fight through it. In the midst of a pandemic, all the hell I went through in 2020, all the foolishness, all the nonsense, all the stuff. I had to get up at 1 o'clock in the morning go help Kyla jump her battery because she's sitting in the car doing stuff. She ain't got no business at 1 o'clock in the morning, but I still had to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning to go to work. You need to know the blessings of the Lord that will strengthen you, that will grace you to keep going forward. And I ain't have to have an attitude, be upset, be angry, because you know what? I changed my strategy because all I can do is pray and trust God. Some of you got a husband that stay out all night long. You need to be praying in the seat for that joker to come in. Stop faking the fucking line. That joke ain't worth nothing. You need to be real and start praying in the seat. Stop accepting that garbage that they're giving you. Oh, shit. I don't want to talk. Hold She just poured out her heart to let you know that God would do it. When that woman inboxed us, I'm telling you, I was just in amazement. I had just saw her, I believe it was Monday. We, I, she don't know nothing. We were just basic conversation. This woman had just had a stroke. It was just getting back up on her feet in March. The enemy's been attacking them. Her husband had a stroke two, three years ago. But God can still speak to you. God can still put somebody else on your heart. And you can have a desire to intercede for somebody else when your life is in hell. See, that's the example. That's what I'm telling you. My life in hell, but I ain't going to stop praying for New Covenant Worship Center. I'm not going to stop calling out the people's names when God placed them on my heart. We still got to keep pushing. We still got to keep moving forward. We still got to plan to progress and not give up. Yeah. See, the thing of it is, there are a lot of ministries that, don't treat, that you don't see real life. And so this is why people don't know that God is truly real because you don't really see people in real life actually applying the word of God and seeing the manifestations of his power because we fluffed everything and we made everything so cute 
know, baby. Somebody need to know you're going through hell. And that revelation, I, I, I just saw that, that there was two angels on the side. Then one of the angels took a break to come and encourage them. I done missed that all these times reading it. I said, wait a minute. Now we knew the angels on the, on the place and they were warning the spirit. But here, Gabriel and another angel, Michael and Gabriel, they're fighting together. Y'all have to understand we don't know what's going on in the spirit realm. Yes. And this is why I encourage you, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta be prayed up. It's not a play thing anymore. And then whatever issue and challenges that my kids are dealing with, don't be surprised when you find out what it looked like. Because baby, you don't know what the challenge is gonna be. And all we can do is have faith and believe and trust God. Sometimes I can't. How can I say this? I can't begin to look into how God is dealing with you concerning the situation, and to think that I have to respond the same way. So you have to know what you've been assigned to pray, war about. Let me. I'm gonna give you a real life example. Minister Suzette has a heart to go down to Tent City and to help those homeless people. Yes. That assignment burden has been placed on her. Yes. Now, you can't look at her and think that because the assignment is placed on her and that you don't do that, that you're insignificant or that you don't do enough for whatever God has placed in your heart to do. Amen. It is an honorable assignment. It is a well-needed assignment because why? God has, we don't know what homeless person prayed for Suzette. To manifest. Y'all missing it. You don't know what person has prayed to say, well, God, you put me on the heart of somebody that will come and assist me and help me in my challenge to bring me a bucket, to bring me some clothes, to bring me some wipes, to bring me some toilet paper, to bring me some whatever you do, some toothpaste, some toothbrush. Help me. So that's her burden. what he said when I told her I said listen I feel like nobody's helping me but so you got to be able to carry the burden that God has called for you to carry and you can't get discouraged when you think that 50,000 people are supposed to jump in on your burden didn't nobody jump in with Christ on that cross he had to bear all of our burdens by himself even though he asked God he said God if it be possible let this come pass but he said not my will but thy will be done and so this is where we have to understand. And so when I released that, it wasn't saying that I'm not praying for my children and I'm not interceding. I told her, I said, I'm praying interceding. I said, but my level and my strategy of my burden is different from yours. And see, what we do is we compare and we try to look at the intensity or the magnitude or the level or the how much or the quality and quantity of a thing. But see, that's why you can't confuse a praiser when the person who sits down and just claps versus the person that stands up and yells and shouts and runs. You don't know their story and it does not now take away from their praise just because they're sitting with a hand clap and the other person is running and shouting. 
It does not mean that their brain is not reaching heaven and God doesn't see their bird. He doesn't hear their cry. I'm here to encourage you this morning. That thing blessed my life. Because God, because when that thing, when that word came in through that inbox, and, and I'm telling you, some, some, it weight lifted off me. Because I knew what, I knew that thing was weighing on my wife. And I told her, I said, listen, I said, I'm praying. I said, but I'm not going to lose no sleep. I said, I'm not going to be going around here worried about this stuff. I said, because the Lord had ministered to me. He said, they have to go through their process. Everybody's process is different. Amen. Do you know how many people had to hit rock bottom who were strung out on drugs for 30 years before they got a revelation? Amen. You know how many people had been in and out of penitentiary 15, 20 years, 30 years, whatever they had to do until they got a revelation? Jeez. You know how many people that had to go through sleeping with 17 different women until they got it right to say, you know what, I'm going to be committed to my wife? So we don't know the process of what each individual has to deal with and go through. You wouldn't have the testimonies of Sophie Ruffin, Sophie Ruffin, Sophia Ruffin, if you don't understand if, we, if she had never been through her process. Where God had to transform her right before our eyes. Why? Because we had to see that God is able to deal with that sin just like he can deal with your lying sin. See, people think that, you know, just because it's this particular sin, God can't deliver. You homosexual and you the liar, you the cheater. He can deal with the same thing as he did with the cheater, the liar, the prostitute, whatever it may be. The gossiper, the talebearer, the backbiter, the haughty person, the arrogant, prideful person. God will deliver. And I'm telling you, that thing just brought encouragement to us in our warfare. And she said in that text, she was like, "Enough is enough." She was like, you can move on now. Because sometimes we get so overwhelmed in carrying a burden when we take and we put in too much, it bears you down. And God said, that's why the angel came for Daniel. He said, because I saw you getting weak. I saw you, and then the angel heard the speaker and said, give you strength. He spoke to him and said, I'm gonna open up your mouth and talk again. Because the enemy tries to stifle you, destroy you, and get you so overwhelmed in the fight that you lose out on hope and moving forward and you lose your strength. And God said, listen, daughter, I'm not going to allow you to lose your strength right now. He said, I hear your prayers. He said, I see what you're going through. He said, I want you to know that they got to go through a process. They got to go through a process. And all we can do is trust and believe it. So I thank God. God, I thank you for the end result. Amen. My God. Listen, that thing blessed my life. We get ready to close and get out of here. It's 11.59. Wow. Come on, let's stand up. Um, my couple right here in the middle. What's your all's name again? What's your name? Justin and Mike. Justina and Mike. I want to pray for you guys before we leave today. Just, just lift your hands where you're at. Mike and Justina. 
Heavenly Father, I thank you for Mike and Justina today. I thank you that, Lord, they have been faithful in coming in to sit up under the word. They've been faithful to come in and participate in praise and worship. Lord, I thank you that you're doing a new thing in their life. I thank you that everything that they stand in need of, I'm asking you that you will release it upon them right now. And that, God, there will be nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing that will be unfulfilled in their life. I decree that you're going to prove yourself to them. And God, I'm asking you to move swiftly. I'm asking you to do a quick work because I want their faith elevated in you. I want them to trust you. I want them to believe in you. I want them to know you in the working and the power of your might, God. And I'm asking you to strengthen them today. Uplift their spirits and begin to encourage them, Father God. Where they're weary, make them strong. Where they're in a place, Lord, they need to grow in. I pray that you grow them in the name of Jesus. And I decree peace in their relationship. Peace with people that are around them. That God, they won't become discouraged and give up. I pray that every financial need be met. That the places of employment that they need to be in, the careers, the jobs, everything will be met. God, I thank you for Mike and Justine. And Lord, I place a hedge of protection around them. Just as you had around our brother Job. I place a hedge of protection around them. No weapon that's formed against them shall prosper. And listen at this. I bind every assignment of their past from creeping up on them and trying to overwhelm them and overtake them. Past habits, past people, past relationships. I come up against anything that was from the past that will try to come in and tempt them to fall. I command you to stand up and live for the Lord. And we seal them in the blood. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for everything our eyes have seen today, everything our ears have heard. I thank you for Brother Joshua and his word. I thank you for Pastor Benice and her word. I thank you, Lord, for the sound, for the praise and worship. I thank you, Lord, for the intercession that went forth today. I thank you, Lord, for the encouragement that went forth. We thank you for the testimonies, God. And I pray that as we leave this place, God, we're leaving with joy in our hearts. We're leaving, God, with a sense of gladness, a sense of purpose, God. I thank you, Lord, that we have a sense, God, to keep moving forward, to keep progressing, to keep blessing in the name of the Lord and that God we will exalt you and lift you up like never before and Father God I release peace throughout this week and that God you give us traveling mercies as we leave this place as we go to and fro today cover us in your blood we bind our car troubles all accidents all travel tickets God and we ask you to keep us safe until we meet again and we call forth unexpected income on this week and that the blessings of the Lord that make it rich shall add no song and it's in Jesus that we pray amen and amen God bless you you all have a great Memorial Day holiday Love you. God bless you. See you next week.